0: If you will always call the stupid one, you will find that you live life trying to fulfill that belief unconsciously. You do things that reinforce the belief of being the stupid one. And children who were commonly labeled growing up, they tend to grow up with a whole lot of frustration. hello beautiful one and welcome back to the good life podcast with me nor thank you so much for tuning in to another soulful and mind elevating episode I am so happy to have you here learning and growing together as a community. It is always so amazing to see how much learning takes place from this platform and seeing you apply it in your own life. You know, I hope you are doing good so far, especially with all that's been going on in the world right now. You know, it can be hard to navigate through life if there is a lot going on, you know, a lot that seems to... Yeah. <laughs> pull you in all directions, wanting your attention, your time and your energy. And you know, if you have become so sucked into the cycle of putting other people's needs and goals above your own, you would probably start seeing yourself enjoy less of life. You know, you would start feeling very unmotivated and even doing the simplest of things. So I hope that you do take good care of yourself. You know, be kind. To yourself in this process of journeying through life, you know it is okay to not complete all the tasks you have scheduled on that list. It is okay to tell yourself that you know, hey, I need a day off. That you know, I need a break from all the to-dos in life. Right. So give to yourself the permission to rest and to take care of yourself. And so in today's episode, I would like to talk about something I feel a lot of us tend to go through. And it's this thing called the imposter syndrome, right? Which is the feeling of not enoughness. The feeling of feeling like a fraud, fearing that, you know, people will one day find out the real you and they will end up not liking the real you. You fear they might just call you out for being a hypocrite right, and no matter how much evidence there is out there that is showing that you are successfully navigating your life, your job, your relationships, you tend to somehow still hold that false belief that you aren't actually as capable or as smart as others think you are, right? You might even perhaps think that, you know, your successes, they were just, you know, lucky accidents and that soon enough, it's all going to come crashing down, right? You tend to think that all the successes that you have right now, it's, you know, short term. At some point, you're going to lose it all. And this is called the imposter syndrome or the imposter phenomenon. And it's something that stems from a pattern of thinking that's been so ingrained and so deep-rooted, oftentimes, from our childhood years. And it's something that can, you know, really lead one to the path of self-doubt, shame, negative self-talk, you know, being drawn to critical and negative people. You know, you tend to present a false self to the public, you know, you tend to overwork, procrastinate, and you tend to also even give up on great opportunities just because you feel that you are not worthy of it in the first place. So imagine going through life feeling that way about yourself and life, right? Imagine what it constantly makes you feel about the things that you do, And the thing about the imposter syndrome is that it is something that most of us will experience at some point in our lives. And, you know, for most of us, it kind of goes away after a while. But for some, you know, this feeling of being an imposter is a heavy burden that they carry with them every single day. And it's something that's really tiring to be carrying around, right? Feeling like you will never be good enough, feeling like your life will just come crashing down one day. And so in today's episode, I would like to share with you the four common childhood experiences that you might have gone through that has possibly resulted in the imposter syndrome you see in yourself today. Right? So, you know, our childhood experiences, the family environment that we were brought up in, you know, our experiences of the world growing up, you know, they all shape the current belief system we have today. And that impacts how we see ourselves and the experiences that we navigate through, right? the way you cope with stress, the way you talk to yourself under stress, your go-to soothing tools under stress, how you view happiness, how you choose your path to freedom and success, the kind of things you choose to tolerate, the kind of friends you even choose to hang out with, right, the kind of things that trigger you. The kind of things that make you feel sad and disappointed, betrayed or even frustrated. You know, all these things, they come from your current life operating system, right? And your childhood experiences are a good start. To have like, you know, an idea of your formative years growing up and how all those messages you received as a child have had like a profound impact on shaping your sense of self today. So the first childhood experience that I would like to share with you that you might have been exposed to that could have contributed to this imposter syndrome is this. It's receiving mixed messages from your parental figures. So, you know, have you been in a situation where one parent is telling you to grow up Know, to don't be a baby. Don't be a child. Whereas the other parent is telling you, hey, be my baby forever, right? I don't want you to grow up. I will forever protect you. So you you see how you get so confused because like, you know, one parent is wanting you to quickly be an adult and forego being a child. Whereas another is always babying you, sheltering you, and not really giving you the opportunity to grow up, right? Another instance could be, maybe they told you, hey, lying is bad, lying is wrong, so don't lie. But then, you end up always observing them telling lies, right? Or, you know, they told you, hey, you don't have to be perfect, you are perfect in our eyes. But then, when you got home one day with your report card of a B-plus on your subject, they end up saying, what happened, right? In that very judgy sort of tone, which you then, you know, consequently perceived it to be, ooh, you know, B-plus is not good for you, right? It makes you feel like your effort that you just put in, wasn't just good enough, which contradicts with the message of them telling you that you are perfect as you are. right? Another example could be you know they could have told you, "I love you so much, I love you unconditionally. But then you realize that they keep beating you, they keep inflicting hurt onto you without any reason, right? Although I personally feel that there should not be a reason to justify bashing of a child. So, again, there seems to be a contradiction of the messages. So, these are just some examples of the mixed signals and messages you might have received and learned as a kid. And so, you know, when things such as happiness, success, love, independence, and individuation have all been inconsistently reinforced it can become very, very challenging and confusing for the kid growing up to really internalize the belief, right? And the child might end up feeling very, very conflicted on what to choose to believe. And so if this is something you are personally struggling with, I would like to invite you to write down those conflicting views and thoughts you currently hold within right? Identify what are the mixed messages you keep hearing today. Because the first step in making any change is identifying what's the problem, right? What's the dilemma that you're facing? And then seeing what needs to be changed, seeing what needs to be different. So once you've gotten it written down, I would like you to ask yourself, you know, which message do you want to emphasize in your life right now, right? So for example, if you have grown up in a home where your parents rewarded you for being the compliant child, but now as you grew older, you know, that people-pleasing nature, it's not really helping you, right? In fact, it's causing you more harm than good. It's causing you to feel so exhausted from all the giving, And it's causing you to feel frustrated from all the one-sided relationships you keep going into. So I want you to ask yourself, if you want to continue following your parents' orders, or do you want to follow something else, right? And what would that something else be? write it down as specifically as possible, you know, write down the reason this message is important to you. And I want you to also think about, you know, what situations, what stressors, um, you know, people or even circumstances that will make it difficult for you to, you know, stay true to this focus, right? And it's important that you are aware of the possible hurdles ahead in pursuit of this new direction and message in life. Saving up may not seem like a fun thing to do, but it is most certainly an important thing to do if retiring comfortably is what you are aiming for. You know, often when we are in our young days, we love spending what we earned, and not really thinking about whether we have enough for our retirement days, and only to realize later on that we should have started saving earlier. So if you want to live a life of financial independence down the road, invest your time today in speaking to a financial advisor that will help you plan your future. You know, it only takes a fraction of today, of investing your time in the right platforms to have an abundance tomorrow. So visit tinyurl.com slash taqwa2021 to submit your interest today. So let's move on to childhood experience number two that contributes to the imposter syndrome. So the second one is this, family labels. So this is where you might have experienced being called the lazy one, the smart one, the stupid one, the forgetful one, the fat one, the skinny one, the weird one, the sensitive one, the naughty one, the talkative one, the hyper one, the difficult one, the whiny one. And oh my God, you know, this list of labels, could go on. And the sad thing is that, you know, these labels that we tend to hear as a child, it's something that doesn't really define us as a human being because they're not even traits of who we are, right? You know, yes, you might be jumping around a whole lot, you know, here and there, nonstop, from one sofa to the other, but it doesn't define you as the hyper one. Your behavior is hyperactive, but it doesn't make you the hyper one, right? So many parents end up labeling their children instead of the action. And when a child is labeled and they feel labeled, it creates no differentiation between bad choices and a bad child. And a lot of times being labeled as different can really lead to a whole lot of bullying and marginalizations in schools, right? The thing is that, you know, with kids, they change. They can change as they grow up, right? They may have been this talkative kid, but growing up, they may just end up keeping a whole lot to themselves. So children can change and develop. But labels, unfortunately, they tend to stick right? And this can make it really hard for children to leave behind negative reputations and start afresh. So, you know, many labels, you know, such as social, emotional, and behavioral difficulties, they tend to locate the problem within the child, individualizing issues and shifting the focus away from the wider context. And it makes it hard to tackle the problems holistically. And, you know, with labels that focus on the difficulties of a child, what it tends to do is that it tends to do so at the expense of recognizing the child's strengths and capabilities in other areas, right? And so you might find yourself in a situation today where you might find it hard to credit your achievements, right? Perhaps the only focus that you have is how much you have lost, How much you have failed and how defective or broken you feel. And so that label that you were given as a child, it becomes your very identity today, right? If you were always called the stupid one, you will find that you live life trying to fulfill that belief unconsciously. You do things that reinforce the belief of being the stupid one. And children who were commonly labeled growing up, they tend to grow up with a whole lot of frustration, you know, a lot of hurt and anger and resentment. They become very demotivated for making positive changes in their lives, right? They grow up with this inner struggle in trying to deconflict the conflicts they feel within. You know, we as human beings, we will feel conflict and discomfort the moment we start living life that is misaligned to our authentic self. You know, our authentic self is something that represents abundance, purity, light, love, and hope, right? And so I would like to invite you to pause for a bit right now to reflect on what labels do you hold on to today? How do you define yourself? And I would like you to see if, you know, that label rings a familiar sound to what you have experienced as a kid. Allow yourself to challenge that label you've learned as a kid. Childhood experience number three. Refusal to let you be the independent self right? So a lot of parents know that watching children grow up can be a sad but a beautiful process full of pride and wistfulness about the past. But for parents who can't bear to see their children growing up, mainly because of the fear of being left all alone or the fear the child could even survive on their own in the real world. You know, this approach of parenting becomes one that is filled with overbearing caretaking that really stuns the natural growth of the child. And so if you grew up in a very sheltered and protected home, you know, one where your parents shielded you from failures and did a whole lot of stuff, right, which you needed to do on your own for you it kind of gave you the message that, you know, you are not really competent enough to do it by yourself. And this really prevents you from developing the necessary skill sets to survive and thrive when you grow up. So if you're facing this today, where you find yourself hard to be the adult that you want to be, right? If you find it hard to make your own decisions, right? Constantly, you know, asking yourself or other people if you are actually making the right decision. If this is something that you're facing right now, I would like to invite you to allow yourself to be compassionate in that confusion, right? Don't start judging yourself just because you find it hard to find an answer right now. Just because you find it hard to be the adult that you want to be right now. Remind yourself that you are only human and that it is perfectly, you know, okay to make mistakes and to learn on the go, you know, the skills that you need in order to strive to be better, in order to navigate through life, right? And what I would like to invite you to do is to take a pause, to list down your achievements in life thus far, you know, these achievements may not be big and monumental, but it's something that you have minimally put in your effort to get it done, right? And when you are able to allow yourself to celebrate even the smallest victories and achievements, it allows you to build that trust and confidence in yourself, right? So allow your confidence to grow through the art of bragging. Now, when people think about the word bragging, the first thing that probably pops to your mind is, oh my god, you know, so snobbish, you know, arrogant, egoistic. But the thing is that, you know, there's good bragging and then there's the unhealthy egoistic (laughs) bragging, right? (laughs) So allow yourself to recognize that, you know, recognizing your own achievements It is part of healthy bragging, right? It is not obnoxious. It's not arrogant. It is simply you being proud of you and your growth as a human being, right? So what you could start today is, you know, the first thing that you wake up. I would like you to start with a bragging exercise. Say one thing that you are proud of today. It could be you, you know, being proud of getting up in the morning, right? It could be you being proud of getting the workout done in the morning. It could be you not checking your phone the first thing in the morning, right? So there could be a lot of things to brag about. So the idea is essentially to train your mind to find the positives and it will naturally start thinking that way automatically. So dear one, even though your parents really didn't give you the opportunity to grow up and the opportunity to be this independent self, I want you to remember that you can always give yourself that permission to grow up. You can always start learning on ways how to be this healthy adult, right, to yourself and be the parent you never did have. Now, moving on to childhood experience number four. And that is the constant overpraising you received from your parental figures. And, you know, you might be thinking, what, nor, you know, how could the constant overpraising from my parents actually lead me to have the imposter syndrome, right? In fact, shouldn't that be a good thing that my parents keep praising me? Well, you know, praises are good, Right? but anything that is done excessively can turn into something that is negative. So, you know, here's the issue with excessive praise, right? A new study from the Ohio State University, they suggest that constant and perhaps undue praise for the child's tiniest accomplishments or even non-accomplishments, they may have the unintended side effect of creating an overinflated ego and this can have serious consequences both in childhood and later on in life because if you have been so used to an environment that praises you excessively you may have grown so dependent on that constant validation such that you know if people around you fail to continually praise you you may start to question your own self you know, and whether you are even good enough, right? So what happens is that your self-worth becomes contingent on achievements and what others think of you. And this can create a whole lot of confusion, you know, between approval and love and even worthiness. So I feel that the way to navigate through the imposter syndrome and to make yourself, you know, feel and reassure yourself that you are good enough, It is to accept that the imposter feelings that you feel, right? It's normal to feel, right? And feeling that way about yourself, it doesn't make you this defective and flawed human being. So the more you are able to be aware of that, the more you are able to be aware of, you know, the the thoughts that you have about yourself and the impacts, you know, it has on your life, the more you're able to recognize your imposter moments before they actually start kicking in to sabotage you, the more you start to take control, right, of your own life instead of allowing the imposter beliefs to control you, right? So an exercise that I would love to invite you to do is to write down what would you consider to be a win on a given task. And, you know, reflect on whether you have actually measured up in that particular task. And if you feel you have, by objective standards, right? Allow yourself to make peace with the achievement that you just made. You know, walk away and really be pleased about it. Don't start moving the goalposts, you know, by telling yourself, hey, you know, I needed to do more, I should have done this, I should have done that, right? If in your to-do list of tasks to be achieved, you know, you wrote down four tasks to be done and you managed to finish all four of them, right? Don't go around telling yourself, oh, I just finished only four of them. You know, I should have done like five more, right? If you keep doing this to yourself, telling yourself that whatever you do right now, it's not going to be enough. It's never going to be enough. You know, you're going to find yourself going into the cycle of beating yourself up again and again and again. And it's going to cause this crazy, crazy frustration because you find yourself doing things today that will never, ever live up to your own expectations, right? And this just really triggers the whole overthinking process. And when you tend to engage in overthinking, it results in a whole disconnection between you and the world that you live in, right? You might find yourself then, you know, trapped in this overthinking bubble where it's you and all those negative, scary thoughts telling you that, hey, dude or dudette, you will never ever be enough, right? So it is about looking at your achievements that you have tried your best to achieve for that day even if you manage to complete just 2 out of 4 of the tasks to be complete. Hey, you know what? It is an achievement, right? You tried your best and your best is enough. Allow yourself to see the achievements for what it truly is, which is, you know, you actually putting in your time, your energy, and your effort in making it work, right? Don't start downplaying if what you did was just pure luck and that you know no effort was needed on your part, right? Don't keep telling yourself that anybody could have done that. You, my dear one, you're not anybody. You're somebody you're somebody that matters a whole lot. I would like you to not forget that, right? And another thing that I would like to also add is that, you know, someone who is, you know, struggling with the imposter syndrome, they would often see, you know, making a mistake as something that is very, very, very bad to have happened to them, right? Because making a mistake, it means that you know, it exposes them. It makes them feel super duper vulnerable. And, you know, if you do feel this way about yourself, you know, how you view your mistakes, it is important to remind yourself that making mistakes, it is part of life. It is part of being human, right? And, you know, working on developing a mental attitude that allows you to hold space for any kinds of failure, It will truly allow you to build that belief in yourself to bounce back up each time you fall down. Right? So, those are the four childhood experiences that commonly contributes to one having the imposter syndrome. The first one, it's when you received mixed messages from your parental figures. Number two, it's about the family labels. Number three, it's the refusal to let you be this independent self. And number four, it's about the constant overpraising that you received from your parental figures. So, you know, looking back at our own childhood history it is not about, you know, going into blaming, right? It is not about wanting to change the past because it's something that can never happen. But looking back at our own history, it is about igniting that curiosity within us to understand ourselves better, you know, to understand ourselves on, you know, where we came from, where is the source of all these, you know, current thought patterns that we keep hearing again and again and again. Because, you know, our past, it holds important clues to our deeper sense of self, right? And with that really important data, it brings about self-awareness. And we all know how, you know, powerful self-awareness can be, right? When you are aware of your own self and how you act in relation to your surroundings, you are in a good position to start to see what are the things that you want to change and what are the things that you know, you don't mind holding on to, right? Eliminating the imposter syndrome, it starts with you trying to connect with a part of you that feels like this flawed and defective child you know, if this feeling of being an imposter runs really deep and it stems from, you know, difficult childhood experiences that, you know, you have been through that has happened over an extended period of time, then I would like to highly urge you to seek the help of a professional to help you unravel it. We at The Good Life Podcast offer one-on-one live coaching services Where we are able to help you, you know, go through the past experiences that have really hurt you and help you heal from all those wounded parts of you and elevate your life to the desired state that you want. So if you are keen to know more about our one-on-one live coaching, feel free to drop us an email at info at the good dot live. That's L-I-V-E. And, you know, thank you so much, dear one. Thank you so much for, you know, listening all the way through You know, as usual, we truly do appreciate you listening, you know, and putting in your effort and also writing down those beautiful notes, sharing it with us. Thank you so much. We hope that this episode helped you in your journey of self introspection. You know, if you found this episode useful, feel free to share it with your loved ones as well. We're all about building this beautiful, growing online community together. And each and every one of your effort in making wisdom go viral matters a whole lot. So I hope that you do take care. I hope that you do stay safe. And I can't wait for you to listen to the next episode. In the meantime, be bold, be beautiful and stay the amazing you that you are. Take care. Bye, dear one.